0: continuing to build strong friendships, and walking through some of the hard things with my family, it's pulled other people in my family and other friendships closer to me when I needed them, when I needed that support there. And I know it wasn't
1: anything that I did, I know it was God. Hey everyone it's Mary with the Restory Show and I'm here today with Lacey Williams and really excited about having you on the show today Lacey thanks for coming
0: Thanks for having me Mary I'm so excited about it yay
1: um, and Lacey's an author and that's how we know each other but she's also really awesome so cool uh, so Lacey uh, what kind of story do you want to share today with the Restory listeners? Um, I actually uh, was going to tell the story about actually
0: kind of this last year where my husband um, decided that he was going to take
1: us on an adventure with our family. <laughs> and it's important to note that Luke is her husband and he was also on the Restory show a few months back. So yes, he was. <laughs> he's already famous. And so now we've got his better half, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So tell us a little bit about that story because I know personally walking you, you know, with you through it, it was definitely an adventure. Yes.
0: So um, our family, we have four small children. Our oldest daughter is eight years old, and um, I am the kind of person who likes to have things all planned out. I like to know the. I'm um, always the navigator when we go on family trips. I like to know where we're going and have the map and. Um, be able to be prepared for whatever will come. And my husband is totally opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had um, prepared for this time. He was going to um, take a break from his job and follow his dream of um, chasing another job, uh, which meant that a large part of uh, our financial resources were going to go away. <laughs> and we, um, for me, that felt really scary. Uh, financially, that piece of everything, um, I I know that I rely on that too much. Um, so this was my husband and God asking me to take this big jump and into the unknown. Uh, which just for me was really super scary. Um, and we did it. Um he left his job in February and um guess what? We're still here.
1: <laughs> You're alive. <laughs> and it looks yes. like you've you know, you've had food and shelter we and, have. and all
0: those things. <laughs> we have been, you know, totally fine. Um, we've even had the kids in, you know activities. Um, you know, they go to a martial arts class a couple of times a week. We took family vacations. Um, so, you know, God was very good to us. Um, one of the main things I feel like that he kind of brought me to this year was trusting in him and not trusting in the money and the financial piece. Um, which, you know, is obviously still something that I'm struggling with every day. Um, but I feel like it's been really healthy to learn how to let go of that piece.
1: And what did you feel like had to happen? Um I mean, obviously taking that leap is part of having to happen, but what did you learn throughout the year? What did what little nuggets of wisdom did God at least reveal to you about yourself or you know did you like look in the mirror and go oh i'm really afraid or <laughs> you know how did that manifest itself
0: there were a lot of times that i did look in the mirror and felt really afraid um or you know said things to the kids that you know let them know that i was not really super comfortable with this um god put certain people in my life um special group of friends who encouraged me at the beginning of the year, um, not only that, um, you know, God was present and would be with us through the whole thing, but reminded me that Luke has taken care of our family for, we've been married 15 years, um, and he's never done anything that was going to really hurt our family he's always been a provider always been a protector for our family and having other people come alongside me and remind me of those things um was really um really powerful to me i also felt like um I have a special group of writer friends who we have a retreat um, once a year. And at that retreat, I felt like um, God gave me a specific song. And it happened to be one of the popular songs on the radio during the last year. Or maybe it just seemed popular to me because God would play it for me (laughs) throughout the year. Yes, coming up. Yes. (laughs) But every time it came on, it would remind me of that retreat when... I had those friends there encouraging me and the things that they were telling me, and it would remind me of God's providence and that he is here even when it feels scary. Um, For me and my faith, music has always been really important, like, um, especially with small kids, like I hardly ever get to sit through the sermon. (laughs) So a lot of my worship is in the music. Um, God's always, I feel like since I've been a kid spoken to me through music and, um, just having that, you know, I have different songs for different people that are things that have happened between us. And that song really reminds me strongly of that person. But this was my song for this year that he gave to me. And, um,
1: yeah, you know, he just kept bringing it over and over again, especially when I needed it. I love that. And so many of us, we, you know, come up with words for the year, but how cool to have a song for the year. And then when it like automatically plays on the radio and you're like, wow, I think I need to remember that truth about God's faithfulness and it's in the in song. And that's one of the spiritual pathways that people have in how they feel most connected to God. And one of them is musical worship. And that's definitely one of my spiritual pathways. Um, and that's how God speaks to me often as well. My husband's not that way at all, and I don't understand it. So we'll be standing, like, next to each other in worship, and worship, my arms are raised, and I'm, like, practically getting on my knees and kneeling and crying, and he's just, like, sitting there, singing the words. I'm like, what? It's just so moving. You have to feel it.
0: I'm the same way. Our church does a special... Um thing on wednesday nights during the summertime it's just a total song worship Mm -hmm. evening and i'll do the same thing i'll like be crying and tears rolling down my face and my husband is kind of looking over at me like (laughs) okay okay?" you're all right you're (laughs) all right let's go um it's actually been really cool this last year though my kids have gotten a lot more
1: into worship uh singing in worship and that's really fun to get to share that with them so that's awesome so when you uh When you came back from the retreat, and you had your conversation with your husband, how did that go? And how did your relationship throughout the whole year, how did it manage in the midst of the possible stress that happened? Um, we
0: have a pretty good relationship, uh, as far as communication, we, um, specifically he is not afraid to share anything (laughs) (laughs) at all (laughs) and to push, um, which actually has been a real blessing, um, in our marriage. Um, so, uh, we, when we talked about it initially, we were very excited and, um, you know, I, expressed to him that the encouragement that I had received and everything as the year went on, um, I feel like there were some tough times where probably I said things that I shouldn't have said to him. I don't know that we ever had any kind of real blowout fights or anything like that um, about it. Just things that I said to him. And he would remind me as well that we were still okay. You know, God is still here. The money is still fine. Um, You know, all of that kind of stuff.
1: Those kind of reminders, yeah. 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 Well, it's just, um, I was talking with uh, someone who recently broke up with someone prior to marriage, and he was asking, you know, well, what, how important really is your view of money? <laughs> I just... He's like, I love, I love huh? the person. Does it really matter that we completely differ on money? And I said, it absolutely does matter. That you How much do di- you want to
0: fight during your marriage? <laughs> exactly. Um, yes, money is definitely one area where we've probably had our most fights um, since we've been married. We had a lot of tension in our first few years of marriage um, for external factors. Um, we were both broke college students mm-hmm. paying our way through school. And there were external factors um that happened that really stressed um, things. And also, he is the kind of person, as we discussed, I'm already a planner kind of person. <laughs> um, he is more the kind of person like, we need to spend it now because we can't take it with us. And um, <laughs> like we it, doesn't, plan. it doesn't matter if we have a cushion in the bank account. It's totally fine. We can just spend it. It'll be fine. Um, which, you know, is we've definitely gone head to head on that one um, multiple times. I do think it is good to be pushed in both ways, you know, as iron trepens iron. Uh, You know, one of the things I bring to the table is that we can have a little bit more security, especially when you're thinking about kids and possible needs that they might have, or somebody gets sick or something like that. But he is right. You can't take it with you. And, uh, you know, the kids are only this age for, you know, one time. So yeah, we should go on vacation and we should enjoy this time with them. Um, You know, we should be here and be present with them, even if it means spending a little bit more money um, because ultimately it doesn't really matter. I do think it is really important though. And one of the things that we're trying to teach them is management of money, that money is not free. (laughs) You cannot have everything you want right at the moment that you want it. Um, But, you know, and I think it's healthy for them too to see us disagreeing and that we can come to an agreement as a family or a compromise, um, you know, kind of thing. But that there's validity on both sides of it. And there might be time for both sides of it. There might be times when you need to be more cautious and times when it's okay to let go a little bit.
1: Yeah. And I I imagine like, when you first met each other, did you know this about him or did it attract you to him? Like his free spirit, like did that initially attract you? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for
0: sure. Um,
1: uh,
0: There's a lot of times that I will be like really deep in work and not even realize how much I've pulled away from the family or from just me needing to take a breath and refill the well a little bit. And he's the one who's always like, we need to do something fun this weekend. Uh, You know, let's go do whatever. Um, He's way more spontaneous than I am, which is a good thing because it can get me out of the house, you know, or we can go do different things. And I think part of the things that uh, attracted him to me is, you know, the ways that we're opposites. I do think it's one of the reasons why we have had such um, a good relationship and a good marriage and not fight a whole lot is that we are opposites. So
1: we're not trying to do things the same way or always go at things the same way. Well, like you said, iron sharpens iron. So if you had two similar people, you would never be, you know, there never be that, you know, friction of causing you to think differently about an issue or whatever. It can be really
0: uncomfortable at times Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be able to see things from the other person's perspective. But I think it's a good thing. I mean, you have to be able to grow.
1: Right. And there's that quote from Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird is you don't really understand anybody's life until you walk around in their shoes. And you're right. It can be really hard to walk around in someone else's shoes, especially when you're the person perpetrating against them, <laughs> like your stress is causing them stress or yeah. whatever that it's a, it's a very difficult mirror, but the kind of mirror that causes us to look at ourselves and yeah. and change. For sure. Yeah. So as you look back over this year, what kinds of ways have you seen God be faithful to you?
0: Not only in the music, but financially, um, he provided way more than, um, you know, way more blessings than I could have imagined, um, there, uh, he has walked through some difficult, um, extended family situations with me and really shown me that he was present, um in those areas and just little, really unexpected blessings. I was at a conference in September and on the very first night we were there, I felt like the speaker was really speaking something specifically to me, um, that like I'm tearing up now, remembering it. Um, that was just a really huge blessing and huge, um, emotional thing for me that was just totally unexpected like I don't even feel like it was really the topic that the speaker started out with and it was um just um a huge thing that I felt like God was just pouring love out on onto me with that and it was totally unrelated to money or anything like that but just <laughs> he was there and he gave me this really awesome blessing that I never expected um so that was really really fun and um Just the blessing of continuing to build strong friendships and, um, you know, walking through some of the hard things with my family, it's pulled other people in my family and other friendships closer to me when I needed them, when I needed that support
1: there. And I know it wasn't anything that I did. I know it was God doing that as well. Yeah. And it seems like we have those restories when we're backed up against a wall, yeah. when things are really hard, and we don't usually grow when things are really nice. We always want things really nice. <laughs> I know, right? Everything lined up in a row, everything perfect the way we wanted. But um, I love that we have a creative God who answers our prayers in really weird ways, <laughs> like, yeah. not the way we assigned him to answer them. Yeah. Actually,
0: one of the books that I read um, this year um, talked a lot about how a human nature we want to just be level and we want to be happy but that's not how we grow Um, we can only grow when things are hard and when we have stresses um, even though we don't like them that they're actually healthy for us but
1: we just have to find a healthy way to deal with them (laughs) right I was listening to a podcast recently and they were talking about diamond cutting and having a facet on your that that normally diamonds aren't really awesome until you cut them right and and even every single time it hurts to be cut you <laughs> know. every single time so every facet you think you would get used to it like oh yeah oh, so good i'm going to be james chapter one i'm going to count it all joy <laughs> when various trials enter into my life and yet we always seem weirdly surprised when they come like what yeah. why is this happening and we don't welcome them like oh this i i've never been very pollyanna about oh Thank you Lord for this beautiful trial.
0: No, and it seems like they they either pile on or they come
1: at really bad times. It seems like the triplets of problems turn into quadruplets and yeah. sextuplets and all of that. I think that's where I I have like this threshold of pain. Like I can because I've endured so much and so many people on earth is, have endured a lot, but I've endured a lot, so I can my threshold is like maybe higher than some people that haven't had some of those same things. But once like the little tiny hair (laughs) is over that, the whole world explodes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I can't take it anymore after that one small thing. But I'd be like, I'm brave, 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 brave. And then, you know, someone yelled at me or something. Ah! (laughs) You have to just let it all go. I wanted to um, shift a little bit over to being a working mom. Because as you allowed, you know, and as you made this decision for your husband to stay home and pursue a dream, more pressure came on you to provide. And I I wanted to know how that went. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that Luke and I
0: agreed on and said that was really important to us before we even made this jump was that we didn't want um, to neglect the kids at all. Uh, we want to be there for them. I mean, this is really a really formative time for all of our kids we also had a small so like when he left work she was um what 7 months old 8 months old um, really tiny and still really needy. And, um, it required a lot of physical demands from me and losing sleep and all of that stuff. Um, so when we went into it, we said, you know, he said specifically, I don't want you to overextend yourself because he knew that I would be driven towards that. I would be focused more on the money, less on myself. Um, and, uh, It was definitely a struggle for a lot of the year. There's just a lot of things about having a small baby that just, (laughs) like you're just worn out a lot. Um, I did, I hit some kind of a wall um, in the fall where my work slipped a little uh, as far as the creativity part, producing new creative words from uh, my own self. Um, And, you know, I rested some, spent time with the kids, uh, did what needed to be done and got filled the well back up, um, you know, like it's it's back. For me, motherhood and working is always a trick of balance. And I feel like it was something that you said to me months ago, and maybe it not, wasn't to me, it was somebody else. But we think of of balance like it has to be even but it's not that balance is like you'll be tipping a little one way for a while and then you'll tip a little the other way for a while where it's not ever going to be like you're walking on a flat surface
1: it's like those balance boards you know that you're standing on and
0: and for me that really actually gave me a little bit of freedom to say okay it doesn't have to be all perfect all the time um you know uh there might be times when the work suffers a little bit because the kid really needs me this week. Um, you know, she might be going through something at school and that's fine and that's okay. Um, actually something I've been working on for multiple years um, is just building more margin into my life where I do have the ability to say, Oh, i don't have to work on that today because you need me. That is always a work in progress with me. Um, I like my work and I enjoy what, when I'm passionate about it at, sometimes hard to turn off because there's always the next thing to do. Um, but I do feel like it's really important to be present um, with the little guys. And, you know, even just for myself, you know, sitting at the campfire with Luke and my dad this summer at, with no cell phones because we were camping and we had no coverage. And just being able to turn off is really valuable, I feel like, also. And I don't do enough
1: of it. I need to do it a little bit more. We see all those statistics about how, you know, social media and that is kind of even changing our brains. And we can't even have conversations with people anymore because we're like this yeah. in front of it. And I just pulled up my fake cell phone in front of my face. <laughs> uh, you can't see us talking. But um, it. I am convinced that we've lost nature. Yeah. We've lost actual rejuvenation. I think it actually does happen outside. It doesn't happen within walls. And uh, your husband kind of like forcing you in a way to go out in nature was actually a gift that didn't look like a gift. I remember there were times where we would talk and you're like, yeah, I've got a book to finish writing, but I'm leaving and we're going to, you know, Nevada or wherever you're going and, you know, we're going to be camping for a week and I probably am not going to get my word count in. And there's that stress. And so as a type A type person, you know this about me, how... How how do, would you encourage someone who tends to be can, that who can get very wrapped up in a task when there are you know other things that need to happen like rest or going outside or spending time with your kids? How do you make that switch?
0: One of the things that um, has been a little easier for me as the baby has gotten older <laughs> is really um, just scheduling time and when the time is up then you're done and for me it's you know when nap time is over the computer gets put up because she's awake now um, and she, she needs my she might to grab that computer <laughs> she actually does try that <laughs> yes. she wants to type on the computer um, for me a lot of it also has been pruning um, at the encouragement of my fr- closest friends um, saying no to some projects because I can't be everything and I can't be a good enough mom i can't be a good enough author if i'm stretched way too thin and so um it has changed some relationships um to uh more distant relationships when it's been needed um it's also just and i've actually found that that gets easier the more that you do it i i have a tendency toward people pleasing i want to make other people happy i don't want to have to tell people no but, um, just learning that I can say no and that I don't have to give an excuse or even give a reason. Like a lot of times it's just enough to say, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Um, and not feeling like I have to do everything. Like, I'd love to be my kid's homeroom teacher, but I know I work and I don't have time to do that. You know, so I go to the class parties and I'll do some of the different things. But I can't, I just, I don't have, especially with four kids that it's like, I don't have time to do that. And that's okay. Like I can live with that and that's okay. Um, so it's for me, the biggest thing has been learning to say no, but then also just having, set times to do things um, it is still hard to turn off Uh, one of the things that I did actually this um, new year was I deleted the Facebook app from my phone so I no longer have it and it's been really eye opening how many times I would just click over because I was bored or was sitting there for a couple minutes but then that couple minutes turns into 30 minutes because you're chasing you know the fun memes or you got something's going on in somebody's life so you have to go and look at everything there's to look like at. and I'll now without it on there I mean it's been like a week and a half and I'll flick back over there like as if I was going to go look at it again and it's like it just became so ingrained in me but when I don't have that on there it's so much easier to actually put the phone down or to do something productive like I have a business book on there well now I'm actually reading something productive instead of you know just the mindless stuff and one thing that I actually found was my stress level has changed as well. Mm -hmm. There are a couple of groups that I would go to like every day that were industry groups and I was learning things or being the first to find out about things. But a lot of the things that I was finding out, uh, would like stress me out about the Mm -hmm. industry instead of just realizing God's going to take care of everything I need to just continue. And when I would read those things, it wouldn't change what my current publishing plan is. It would just stress me out about it. And so now I'm not even seeing them. And it's actually I've been a lot happier since not having that on there.
1: It's a really good, uh, such a practical thing that we can do. I, I've, several weeks ago, I was in line at Chaloso, which is my favorite little breakfast place in where I live, and getting a breakfast taco. And there was a man behind me. And normally, if I and I was by myself, I was just picking something up. And normally, I would just you know get my order or I would look at my phone. And I turned to him and I just started having a conversation. And it was delightful and the guy ended up buying my breakfast he was just this delightful old man he was like 90 80 90 years old and I said well what are you doing here because he wasn't from my city and I found out all this information and it was just like wow what a change my day made just by not being on my phone and by focusing on another human being so different yeah and I need to do more of that it's it's important, and I think that's you know for those who are listening who have that kind of type A, and I think that's kind of a weird distinction. I think we're all unique snowflakes, whatever. But um, but if you have that driven part of you, uh, it's really hard to not look at Facebook, especially if it's like this will give me information for my career, and like Lacey said, like for me as a writer, she's a writer as well. There are two million things you could do to promote your book. There are literally gurus around hiding around every corner and you could spend your whole life chasing the shiny and never have the life you want. And so it's really important that we'd say no. And we learn to have the power of that positive no of no, I'm saying no to this. And I think that gets back to purpose. And, and I think that's kind of what I'm pulling out of this conversation is that, Your higher purpose or your higher goal or your, you know, what you want out of your life is you want to have a strong family, a good marriage. You want your kids to remember this time and have awesome memories. Well, if that's your purpose, then that will give you the power to say no to the distractions that distract you from that purpose. Am I? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Intentionality
0: has been a big word that Luke and I have used. We're trying to be more intentional about uh bringing people into our lives that really enrich our lives being intentional with the kids being intentional with our time. This year we he actually went back to work to a different job um, which we're both really excited about. But one of the first things that I said was well we need to plan a date night for every Friday. <laughs> you know, so being intentional about protecting our marriage now that our time is going to be a little different than how it has been the last year. Right.
1: And so you pivot and you you know you have a new a new paradigm and a new way of walking through things now that he's going to a job 20 minutes away every day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I love that, just to be intentional about your relationship. And really, if you, if you string the thread through the whole conversation we've had today, it all comes back to relationships. I mean, we, we, are, we write books, yes, but really what makes our lives is our friends, our family, and the people around us, and people in our church. And that really is where I'm happiest is when I'm with people. So it's important. Well, um, what kind of advice would you give to someone who's facing a year of uncertainty? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I would say find something to cling on to. If it's a scripture, if it's a song, um, if it is something that a close friend or mentor has told you, you um, you know make it real write it out on a piece of paper uh put it visually where you're going to see it um so that you have that reminder often um uh just clinging to god is so important um in the in- uncertainty because he's the one thing that you can be certain of um you know he's proven that to me over and over again which is you know at the beginning of this year when all of this started um, I almost felt silly being afraid because he has been there for me so many times. But some of it is such a physical reaction, like it's hard to stop that.
1: But just, um, you know, clinging to him because he will
0: never, ever let
1: you down. Well, we see this happening and we kind of holler at the Israelites and we holler at the disciples like, Jesus is standing in front of you. How can you doubt? Or, you know, you went through the Red Sea. You should but we're exactly the same way, aren't we? we exactly. just, it's like
0: it's such a human nature thing. Yeah. We do not like the uncertain. We no. do not like not being able to see what is happening. Um, but that's when you really learn how to trust.
1: Well, and that's I think where growth comes in because a lot of times we we prefer what is what is known to what is unknown and if what is known is dysfunctional we will we will take the dysfunction and live in that dysfunction for the rest of our lives because it's comfortable to us even
0: if god is trying to give us something so much better, better. yes
1: and we'll miss the better because yeah. of the because we want to stay what yeah yeah yeah, it's like the the mom pushing her little birdie out of the nest, and that's certainly frightening and uncomfortable, but that little birdie will never learn how to fly if the mom doesn't wrestle the nest and make it uncomfortable for the bird to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like this last year, God's uh, messed the nest up a little bit.
0: For sure. For (laughs) For sure, messed the nest up and then provided a really great breeze for catching my wings. (laughs) That's right.
1: So you've pretty much answered this, but if you have another thing to add, how has God restored you in the past year? I think he has just um,
0: really increased um, what has already been there. Uh, my faith, uh, my hope in Him. And I feel like it has come right at a powerful time, right when I needed it, because my oldest daughter is starting to ask some of the really important questions about being closer to God. And with me having gone through this experience, I have something real and concrete that I can tell her that, yes, He's here and He wants you and, and He'll be here for you. So, Having this, I feel like it does that right at this right time when I need it um, to go forward and, you know, with my daughter this
1: might be like one of the most important things I ever do in my whole life Mm -hmm. so it's kind of exciting that is really exciting well Lacey thank you so much for being on the Restory show I really appreciate it and I know that listeners are going to be really blessed by that because I know many of them are facing an unknown future so many of us I mean every 100% of us are facing (laughs) an unknown future but some of us know it more keenly and so so really great lessons thank you so much for being on today Thank you for listening to The ReStory Show. Do you mind if I pray for you today? Lord, thank you for Lacey's story. Thank you that it's hit so many points of my own and of those of the listeners. I pray you would teach us to trust you, to have faith in what you're doing, to believe um, what, what you, that you're doing work behind the scenes. And when things are hard or when things are unstable, that we could know that you are that solid rock that we stand on. Give us the ability to trust you, um, especially in financial stress and um, an unknown future. Lord, I thank you that you hold the future in your hands and that you have carried us this far so we entrust our future to you. I pray all this in Jesus' beautiful name. Amen. So uh, I have this new podcast, and I've shared about it a couple episodes ago. It's called Pray Every Day. And so if you need more prayer like this every single day based on Scripture, um, I would love for you to go to prayeveryday.show. And we are going currently going through the book of Philippians right now. And so I read one verse and then I pray for several minutes and then that's it. It's short and sweet and you can uh, listen to it on your way to work or uh, while you're doing dishes or while you're, um, right now I'm looking at my puppy. So while you're looking at your puppy, you can listen to prayeveryday.show. Also, if you um, would like to have your own story featured on the Restory Show, you can record up to four minutes on MaryDemuth.com. Just click on the, the um, little icon that looks like a microphone on the right-hand side, and you can record your story. So if you would like to know more about today's show, go to RestoryShow.com for the latest episode information, and may you live a brand-new story this week.